Welcome to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Shep will talk with some of the smartest thinkers in business to help make you more successful in your professional and personal life. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. Hello, Shep Hyken here on Amazing Business Radio, and we have another great episode because today we are going to talk to Matt Wilbank, CEO and co-founder of Help Social, and that is a company that integrates customer care with social media, and that's what our whole show is going to be about today, social media, customer care. I'm kind of excited about the concept because it's getting bigger and bigger and more important uh, a very, very hot topic. I go to conferences all over the world, and that's probably one of the hottest topics people are talking about. Not just how to give better customer service and create a better customer experience, but recognizing that we have so many new channels to focus on uh, today than we've ever had before. And maybe the multiple channels means that we can't focus, that we have a lack of focus, so we have to go a little bit wider. But just the standard channels, uh, the original channels of customer service, of course, were either do it in person or do it on the phone. And then came about, uh, hey, let's email questions in. And then, uh, you know, there's now Twitter. And Twitter's created a great product that's that companies are using that allows their customers to direct message uh, them, you know, the company directly using Twitter as a platform for customer service. Facebook is becoming big. All the review sites that are out there. So here is some interesting information. And I wrote an article about this in Forbes recently. 92.5% of companies are failing when it comes to social customer care. And that stat comes from a rational interaction. Uh, now, when I say failing, failing as in a big fat F. F like you had in grade school and high school. When you failed, you got an F. You can't grade customer service on a curve. It, it either is good customer service or it's not good customer service. It's either stellar or it's mediocre, if not downright bad. The customer is either happy when they walk away or they're not happy and satisfied when they walk away. The goal is obviously to be better than just okay, to create an experience where you're going to get a good rating if they come back and ask, hey, how would you rate our service? You know, using net promoter score, we've talked about that on the show. On a scale of 1 to 10, what's the likelihood that you would do business with us again? And that's about the company. If you want to get specific about the experience they just had with their support, based on your most recent experience, what's the likelihood that you would do business with us uh, on a scale of 1 to 10 again anyway? Or would you recommend us? So Rational Interaction collected this data. Are you ready? From 76 different major brands in the retail healthcare and technology industry and they had a pretty big sample size and they did this for an extended period of time of over a week and here's what you need to consider there are about 310 million active twitter users 310 million active twitter users and these users send out more than 500 million tweets every day that's like a half a billion tweets every day now of those users 67 percent have reached out to a brand to get help, 67%. Think about that. That's almost 208 million people that have complained or asked a question or asked for help using just this one channel, Twitter. Now, 53% of these customers expect a response time of 60 minutes or less. By the way, I'll tell you now that the average response time on Twitter is over seven hours. That in itself is a big F. 
Now, here's what blows my mind, though. This is according to uh, Rational Interaction. 58% of the customers reaching out to these brands that they do business with and are asking for help. Are you ready for this? Don't get a response. The companies, the brands, they're not responding. This is crazy. So I have a friend, and he put a complaint up on Twitter, and he told me about it. And I went and and followed the complaint because I thought, this is going to be interesting. This is going to be where I get to see how well a company handles this particular situation. Well, I was extremely disappointed when an hour later, two hours later, three hours later, end of the day, I finally – I, I said my mission is over. Uh, point has been proven. The company failed. So I've talked about this guy in the past, Jay Bear. Jay Bear is a buddy of mine, well-known in the whole world of social marketing, social uh, customer care. He just wrote a book in the last year called Hug Your Haters. I love this book, Hug Your Haters. And when it comes to social media, this is what Jay Bear says. And I've used this line a lot, and I'll continue to give him credit. <laughs> This is the best. Social customer service is a spectator sport. Think about that. Somebody tweets a complaint, puts it on Facebook, puts it on any review site, and another customer comes in and notices what they're looking for next is the response the company made. And if we're not responding as companies, if we're not on top of it, and we're uh, not giving at least some response that shows that we care about the customer, that we're taking it offline, coming back and later stating, hey, thanks for letting us take care of you. We are doing a disservice not just to that one customer but to our brand because other people are watching. Other people are seeing customer service on social media channels is bigger and more important than ever before. And I'll say this today. I think I've said it before, and I'll probably say it again when I, when we have our interview with Matt. But I believe that if you are not involved in tracking and monitoring the social channels where your customers are hanging out, by the way, you can get software that will do this. You can have a monitoring service do this. You need to be on those channels. You need to be responding to those channels because if you're not, your competitors are. And as soon as your customers compare you to your competitors and they're on these social channels and they see one's active, one's not, that could be a deal breaker. That could be what tips the scale in the favor of another company. Why? Because you didn't become active on social customer care. So that's enough for this topic right now. Uh, When we come back, we're going to talk with Matt Wilbanks, who uh, really fascinating background, started out in Rackspace. I'll let him tell you more about it, but now he runs this company called Help Social. I think you're going to love the interview. Don't go away. This is Amazing Business Radio. We'll be right back. If you like what you're hearing on Amazing Business Radio, and I know you do, then you can get much more of this information All you have to do is go to my website, hyken.com. That's www.hyken.com. Fill out the subscribe to the shepherd letter form, and each week you will get an article that contains a business tip, stories, much more, all about customer service and experience delivered straight to your inbox. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to always be amazing. This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. It's Shep Hyken here back on Amazing Business Radio, and I promised you a great interview with Matt Wilbanks, who's the CEO and co-founder 
of a great company called Help Social. They are the number one platform that integrates customer care and social media. You know, everything we talk about here on Amazing Business Radio is tied to customer service and customer experience. Social media is huge. And how, and, and I get asked this all the time, every week by all of my clients, probably three times so far today. How can we better be better at providing uh, a social media experience that ties in and stays with the level that our brand uh, creates in, in a regular customer experience? But a quick little little uh, background on Matt. Matt honed his support skills at Rackspace Hosting. Rackspace is an amazing company that if you had to say, what's the Cadillac of the industry of hosting, it would be Rackspace. They're the Ritz-Carlton of the hotel industry but they're in hosting. They're the uh, well. I can go on and on about the accolades with Rackspace. But uh, he was initial initially a, a member of their company's social customer service team and an early adopter of the concept of social customer care. And then he saw the opportunity to go out and do something on his own with a partner. Matt, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thanks, Jeff. I'm really happy to be here. I'm, I'm a big fan, so this is pretty special for me. Well, thank you, and, and I'm a huge fan of what you guys do as well. So let's let's real quick uh, let's hit your background uh, and just kind of bring everybody up to speed, and then we'll get into what Help Social does, why it exists, and and what what companies who use you use you for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Well, so um, so my my background actually kind of on the trend of customer service. Um, it, it's kind of interesting. So when I was younger, my, one of my first jobs was in a call center at a giant bank here in San Antonio. Um, did a lot of different things, a lot of different jobs throughout the call center area. But um, this particular bank prided itself on the customer service levels, and, and it was definitely a part of the culture. Um, but as a big corporate bank, it was also a big corporate bank culture internally. So when I moved from there to a place like Rackspace Hosting, um, there was quite a difference in the internal culture. Just, I just can imagine. little things from, you know, you go from one place where it's business casual dress every day, and it's a really big deal if you can wear nice jeans on Friday, to you walk in Monday morning at Rackspace, and you might see people in shorts and flip-flops and T-shirts, and uh, it's, a, it's a very, very startup kind of feel of a company. Was, was there um, foosball and, and ping pong involved in the break room? Oh yeah, it was foosball <laughs> and ping pong and arcade games and <laughs> and uh, at one point a long time ago there were even baby pools scattered throughout the place full of ice and beer. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> that sounds like a culture I want to work in. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite a move from a, a kind of a sterile banking environment, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, at Rackspace, they um, you know they they talk about their customer service level uh, in in a in a different way. So in fact, they call it fanatical support. And the basics of the story goes that on the early early founding days of Rackspace, that um, one of the people that was hired in to help with customer service got frustrated with what they were doing at the time and said, "Our customer service needs to be so great that it's fanatical," and that kind of stuck. And so from that point moving forward, from every employee coming in the door to every customer experience from the sales cycle to uh, customer service cycles later on, everything was about fanatical support, going way above and beyond, you know, doing more than what customers were expecting. Um, and and that's, that's the environment that I grew up in that ultimately we created Help Social out of. 
Wow. And I, I do want to point out for those listening, I don't know if you caught it, but uh, when Matt said he worked at the bank, he said he worked at the call center, not the support center, not the contact center, but the old used expression call center, because that's uh, that kind of dates you a little bit. But that's what they were. I mean, it does. It, it, yeah. it dates. It dates the era that you were in. Because today, a call center. I mean, sure, call center is part of an overall customer support strategy. So this did 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 fin, the fanatical support thing. Was there like a one line credo? Uh, um, I mean, you said our customer service needs to be so great it's fanatical. Is that exactly how they said it? Was there a formal line like the Ritz Carlton has? Nine words. Mm-hmm. We're ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. What's Rackspace's one-line brand promise, if you will, around fanatical support? Yeah, that's, yeah great question. So in, internally, one, one of the things that, um, that we always organized the culture around was, was the idea that we were constantly striving uh, to be amongst the greatest, um, not just in our industry, but across industries, um, you know, because we're not just competing – um, against other hosting companies with our service level, we're competing against everyone from credit card companies to car manufacturers and anybody else that's, that's delivering service. So internally, the, um, the kind of vision statement that, that we all kind of got behind um, was that we wanted to be known as one of the world's greatest service companies, along with brands such as Lexus uh, and the Ritz-Carlton. Um, that was something that was, it was on posters. It was something that it wasn't just a slogan. It was something that everyone really took to heart. Um, and it, it, even as a part of the interview process, understanding who the person is and do they fit in that culture. Um, so ultimately, if, if everyone is bought into that idea of becoming, uh, you know, constantly striving to become one of the greatest um, a- across industries, that, that shines through on the people that you hire. When you get them on the phone, when you get them behind Twitter, um, that belief and that desire re- really comes through when you're communicating with customers. Wow, and, and that's great. And you took a lot of that energy, a lot of that knowledge you gained, and you went over and you started this company called Help Social. So give us a little background on that. Yeah, so with uh, Help Social kind of started in a, um, uh, in a unique way. You know, Help, Help Social at Rackspace is where everything began. And it was never, ever supposed to be a customer-facing product. It, it was never supposed to be a business. There, there were no ideas around that at all. And, in fact, there was no internal company mandate that we go and create something like Help Social. Um, what was happening is that over time, we recognized that our customer base was changing in the way that they preferred to communicate with us. Um, so at Rackspace, uh, for a long time, when you signed up to do business with the company – uh, there was a dedicated account management team that was assigned to you. You had personal relationships with your account managers and business development consultants. So, you know, these were personal people that you can call up at any time and have conversations with. Um, cloud hosting started changing that as things became a lot more transactional. Um, the customer types changed. It was now the developers and team managers that we were interacting with versus a COO or a CTO. Um, and one of the things that we noticed very, very quickly with the, with the uh, rise in, in cloud hosting was that our customers were uh, becoming much more likely to go to social media and ask for help than they were to come to us and ask for help. And, and this was something at the time that, that was 
that was almost unthinkable. We, we didn't know how to deal with it. You know, this is the home of fanatical support. It's why, why wouldn't you want to come talk to us? But um, we were seeing this kind of consumer phenomenon that was going across industries and um, they weren't necessarily complaining to us. They weren't necessarily talking directly to us at all. They might go to Twitter and say, I just signed up for Rackspace. How do I do, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, they were asking their peers for help. Um, you know, certainly we, we definitely saw the issues where if, if something was upset, they would complain or they would complain to us. Um, but we were noticing this trend that they were becoming more and more active of seeking help elsewhere. Um, and there was a couple of things that we wanted to do with that. So one, but by the way, know, why do you think that is, or was that they would do that? I mean, what was it the, a self-help option? I know millennials like to get things done quickly by themselves, but, uh, this was a little while ago and, and it was just, the trend was starting. Why do you think that started to begin with? You know, I, I believe that we've, that in, in, in the business use of social media over the last decade plus a handful of years, um, I, I believe we changed consumer behavior. I, I believe we trained customers to do this. I agree. Um, you know, it started mm-hmm. through just social marketing efforts. You know, we somebody in some boardroom somewhere got a bright idea and said, everybody's on Facebook. Why don't we go to Facebook? And, um, and so everybody started creating Facebook pages and Twitter handles and going where the customers were and all kinds of different marketing strategies. And, um, we, we trained them to expect us to be there and, and to engage them when they ask a question. Um, so I, I don't think it was necessarily, I don't think it was that millennials became of age and they started setting a trend. I think that we trained them and, uh, and they they have fully embraced it as well as other demographics. I, I read earlier this morning that even on Twitter, as as uh, much trouble as they're having lately, that the fastest growing demographic on Twitter uh, is ages uh, forty five to sixty. And their fastest wow. growing demographic. Wow. wow. And 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 then what are they doing on Twitter? Are they just tweeting to each other? Are they asking for help? Are they posting comments? What what do you see them doing? So it's a little bit of everything. It looks like um, it, it looks like some of it is in relation to the the live the liveness of Twitter. That this is the place you go to find out what's happening in real time. Um, but I think I think Twitter has done a really good job, or, or has started doing a really good job um, of promoting their network as a fast way to get a hold of right. other companies. Yep. They've they talk even a yeah, lot about customer service. They've come up with an actual uh, method and channel to instantly direct message. You don't have to even be following the company or them following yeah. you in order to get that to happen. So we're going to take a yeah. quick break right now, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about this whole concept of social customer care. We're going to talk more about Help Social, and we're going to learn from the wisdom of Matt Wilbanks, CEO and co-founder of Help Social. Don't go away. We'll be right back. Chef Hygen here. How would you like customer service training anytime you want it or need it, day or night? Well, with Shepherd Virtual Training, you will have world-class customer service training at your fingertips online 24-7, 365 days a year. Just go to www.shepondemand.com. Once again, that's shepondemand.com. And remember, always be amazing. 
This is Amazing Business Radio with Shep Hyken. We're back on Amazing Business Radio talking to Matt Wilbanks, co-founder of Help Social. And, Matt, you said something earlier. You said, you know, we were in a rack space and we we're working on this uh, concept of, of Help Social. So, really, that's where this company was born from, was inside the company you used to work for. Yeah, that's right. Inside of Rackspace, we, um, I mentioned we were, we were starting to notice that our customers were changing in the way that they wanted to communicate with us. We wanted to be, uh, we, we wanted to be on top of that. And so we formed a team, our social customer service team. Back then, that, that wasn't even the phrase that it is now. Um, but we formed a team to start helping customers. And through that work of helping customers, we, we started running into all kinds of internal challenges with trying to scale this across a very large support organization. Um, you know, if we have a conversation with somebody on Twitter and that person goes and they call in on the phone later, whoever answers the phone needs to know what we had a conversation about or, and vice versa. If we're having a conversation and they just got off the phone, I need to know that they were just promised a credit on their bill or, you know, whatever it is. Um, so we, we were looking around for different tools that could help us um, view all these different comments, respond to them, keep track of the issues. But ultimately, we wanted to be able to remove ourselves as kind of the middleman between the customer and the person who is actually fixing the problem. We wanted those two to be able to talk together um, to speed up the ability to uh, resolve the issue faster. Um, and so we knew that not just needing a tool to keep our team organized, but we knew that we needed something that could integrate with all of those different support systems that the rest of the business was using. So we couldn't find anything else out there that did this. Um, there were tons and tons of things for marketing, but there was just really nothing out there that was great for customer service at the large scale of an enterprise. So we, and, and the idea was that this was going to integrate with, any different support system we wanted to connect it to and not just pull data in or push data out, but we wanted to actually take features of say the ability to reply to a customer and put that inside of another uh, call center software type uh, platform um, to give a call center agent the ability to handle a tweet the same way as they would a phone call. Mm. So these are the things that we were thinking about back then. Um, ultimately that's what became health social. Uh, Rackspace was hugely supportive of us. Um, we worked out a deal with them back in 2014, um, spun the intellectual property out, and we started up Help Social. Wow. Nice to, to have a client like Rackspace as your first client. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. You yeah. know, it was, it was really the, – the way that we built this thing was, was so helpful, too, because in, in trying if – you, if you think up some idea of – you know, what, what would a business need if they're going to help customers? Um, there might be some basic things that you can get right, but having to do the job and develop the tool at the same time was so beneficial. You know, we, we understood all of the things that were pain points. We understood the challenges of ultimately scaling them. Um, so spending this out of Rackspace, we had a really good solid foot forward on being able to help large companies with, uh, with, with this type of activity. Well, I think what's really cool is that you had a vision, and without that vision, this would still probably be at Rackspace. So w when you and I were, were talking 
prior to the interview, I want to shift gears because you said Rex, uh, not Rex Space, but Help Social is doing some really cool things in the world of artificial intelligence. And that's real hot right now is the whole concept of chatbots, which uh, for those, I, I know many of you know who uh, what a chatbot is, but for those that might not, basically it's a computer-generated response, typically through a text message of some kind. Um, and I don't know if I'm doing as good a justice as you can, Matt, uh, as to what the definition is. But, but I think what turns people off is when they get canned responses or automated mm-hmm. responses. But what artificial intelligence is able to do is, is give something a little bit more personalized, uh, more specific to the customer. Talk to us about the strides that are being made in this area because it's, it's huge. And I think that what's really cool is many people don't even realize they're dealing with a computer. They think they're dealing with a person. Yeah, you're right. It, it's come a long way. And, and really, honestly, I think it still has a long way to go. But um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the ways that they're using it right now, um, IBM has been doing a ton of work with all of their cognitive computing, Watson and things like that. Um, the, the things that we are focused on right now is, is a little bit different um, from a chat bot perspective than what a lot of the rest of the industry is talking about. You know, m- most are creating chat bots to provide um, – some help directly facing the customer um, in a contact center environment that is very, very heavily driven on metrics and efficiencies and uh, and different KPIs. Um, we're very focused on the agent. What, what can we do to make the agent more efficient? Um, what can we do to make the time that the agent is using more productive, more valuable? Um, and so in the ways that we are looking at artificial intelligence, um, are to in, uh, increase the ability for more task automation, um, things that uh, might chew up an agent's time that they could otherwise be focusing on a customer or maybe learning something new. Um, so what kind of a task focused... would be automated? So um, there are there are different types of systems in uh, there are different types of systems across the contact center platforms and even across social media tools that will do some routing of, um, of social media messages. So somebody comes in and it looks for um, a certain agent that's available and it'll route a post to them based on, uh, based on skill set. So if we're in a bank and this particular agent has a skill for answering questions about checking and savings, and then you've got another agent that's skilled with answering questions about, I don't know, investment accounts maybe. Um, somebody comes in and tweets about uh, how do I sign up for checking and savings. The system should be automatically routing that towards uh, the agent with the checking and savings skill set. So that, that's an example of some of the types of tasks that are being automated. Where we start applying some artificial intelligence is when we, when we look at a, a business as a whole, and we say that customer service doesn't live just in the contact center. It lives everywhere. Any person that is involved in something that's customer-facing or some customer out, outcome um, is involved in the customer service process. And so if we go from the perspective of who is the best person at this company to answer the question, um, then we can use some artificial intelligence to help route that a little easier other than just based on the specific keywords. A very, very simple example of this might be you have a marketing or a community management team that's doing the bulk of the responding on, on social media, and then you have the contact center who's doing 
very transactional customer service type questions. They respond to those. Well, if you're just doing it based off of keyword routing, it's very, very difficult to say this should go to the marketing community team and this should go to the contact center. Um, there's a lot of error that can come up in there. Using artificial intelligence, um, we can do a much better job of saying all of this type of stuff should go to marketing. This type of stuff should go to the contact center. These things should go to the recruiting team. This data should go to the product team. We can start dividing it out uh, amongst the business so that everybody can use the data uh, and, and be involved in helping customers much, much faster. So two things I see here that are really obvious. Number one, it's better for uh, the, the, the company, the, the person receiving it, be it marketing, customer care, direct, uh, or recruiting, as you say, any department is getting the request that they should be getting. Number two, the customer, and this is the bigger one, the customer isn't getting bounced around from one group to the other because of a, of a mistake that's just based on keywords. And, and I think that's important. Artificial mm -hmm. intelligence, people think that like a Google is an artificial intelligence, a Google search. No, a Google search is document retrieval bringing up something close to the keywords. But true artificial intelligence, as it gets to understand your customer base more and more, it's going to make even more intelligent decisions. Uh, it mm -hmm. learns as it goes. And so um, I think um, I was listening. You mentioned IBM. I was listening to the CEO of IBM. Uh, her name, her first name is Jenny. Oh, I'm drawing a blank on her last name. She's an amazing woman, and she said uh, – Computers shouldn't be programmed. Uh, let's see. Computers shouldn't – how did she put it? Something about computers shouldn't be programmed to do a task. It should be programmed to learn, and that's what the AI is all about. And it becomes really for a call center, a support center, or anybody, it shouldn't be artificial intelligence. She called it augmented intelligence, meaning everything we give you uh, to support your customer is – additional to what you already have in your brain we can get you that information faster quicker more relevant information you don't have to keep searching mm -hmm. through screens and reading anything it's going to show up based on just the keywords the customer's information the data that comes with the customer it's really amazing i'm excited yeah. thinking about it <laughs> it's really cool stuff you know when when some of the things that that we've uh, have have been getting requests on and and have been working with uh, with groups on uh, it is providing that type of of service um, providing a question comes in um, the agent instead of having to go look for the answers provided with the answer provided maybe to a link uh, in the knowledge base along with the suggested response so then the agent could just hit send and go uh, or, or they could personalize it a little bit and then send. Yeah, and that's um, what I love is it's of, it's the combination yeah. of an agent and the computer working together, and the computer's making the agent much more efficient, much more effective. Yeah. Customer's outcome is, wow, I love the information I'm getting. Boy, they get it to me quickly, and they feel as if the agent or the company, if it's the computer, is talking to them personally, not just some robotic uh, automated response. Yeah, it, it's a, it's really amazing stuff. It, and, you know, if you think about it, even from uh, the top line financials of a business, so many different companies are, are working towards reducing the cost of support. Um, social media, other digital channels are getting a lot of um, uh, conversation time um, because it's so much cheaper to do these 
questions and interactions over maybe Twitter versus a phone call. Um, when you introduce artificial intelligence and you can speed things up that much more, the efficiencies and the cost of fielding solid quality customer service, it just drops and drops and drops compared to the phone and, and other channels. Um, so it, it's, it's pretty interesting that even top line business goals of reducing costs and driving efficiencies can still stay in line with providing an amazing customer experience. Right. And it's a pretty I'll, cool time we're moving into. Yeah, I, I think so, too. That's exactly what I'm saying. Exciting times ahead. When we can cut areas in customer service that actually – or cut costs in areas that actually create a better experience because we're replacing them – uh, and it's not so much that we're replacing people, but we're getting better processes. So we're just about out of time. If you could think of one thing you want to share with our audience um, about anything we've talked about or maybe something different, what would that be? You know, I think the the, the most fun conversations that we're having with customers uh, and potential customers right now um, is that the way that social customer service has has been perceived up to this point is really changing that for a long time, social customer service was this thing that was siloed inside of, uh, the social media team. Uh, it had its own tool. It had its own processes. And then the rest of the company's customer service lived, you know, everywhere else and in major companies that's usually in a contact center. Um, now, because of some of the advances that, that uh, we're seeing in technology, particularly the way that, that we're doing things at Help Social, the, the businesses are talking more about how should social media fit in? You know, who, who should have access to it? How should we be using social media and other digital channels um, versus just in this siloed team? You know, if social media is just a communication channel, um, with the right training and the right tools, why not have other people involved so that we can help customers faster and provide more value? Um, so I, you know, just viewing social media as a communication tool, who needs it, who, who can use it, um, th- those conversations are a lot of fun. So, and this is, I guess, the big point. Anybody listening to this show that hasn't embraced the concept of social media customer service, also known as social care, needs to think about it, needs to do it, needs to figure it out, needs to start by listening to this episode again to hear what Matt has to say about this because this isn't just a fad we're going through. This is a trend that's been growing over the years. It's escalated to a point where if a company's not involved, your comp- your competition is you're going to be left in the dust. Oh, yeah. the uh, I, I read somewhere a while back that the uh, the ROI of – social customer service is that your business continues to exist in five years. I I think that's totally true. That's a good one. That's a good one. (laughs) I'll go with that one. And that's a great way to close out the show. Matt, thanks so much for being on here. This is why we call this Amazing Business Radio. This has been amazing information, uh, bringing people up to date on what's going on in the world of social customer care. We've been talking with Matt Wilbanks, who's the CEO and co-founder of Help Social. And you can learn more about Help Social, Matt, at, what is it, helpsocial.com? That's right, helpsocial.com. It it can't be any easier than that. So go to helpsocial.com, learn about what they do. Thanks so much for being on the show, Matt. And everybody, thanks for listening. This is Chef Hike and reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. Thank <laughs> you.